podcast where we talk to people who give a shit about advertising. Uh, My name is Emily Puig. I am a digital strategist at Richards Lerma. For those of you who might be new or joining us for the first time, I wanted to give you all a little bit of background about what Richards Lerma actually is. So we are a full-service multicultural advertising agency located in Dallas, Texas. We have some of the best and brightest across all of our disciplines and Speaking of the best and brightest, I'm going to introduce today's co-host, Ovidio Hinojosa. Ovidio, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who we're going to be talking to today? So today's topic is one that's on a lot of minds and brands and agencies uh, as we think about diversity and inclusion and what that really means. And so with Pride Month and the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, very recently in the rearview mirror, the LGBT community has become entrenched in our culture in ways that have been previously unheard of. And so to give you an example of the strides that this community has made, in 2008, Barack Obama very explicitly uh, spoke out against uh, gay marriage. And then he became the first sitting president that endorsed it. And now we have Pete Buttigieg, who is an openly gay presidential candidate that has a real shot. And so LGBT people uh, have become more accepted than ever, but we have to ask ourselves, Who is driving this shift in our culture and attitudes? And so to answer that question and others like it, our brand planning team put together a program called Are You Curious About? which seeks to uncover and understand the movers and shakers of contemporary culture. So with us today is Carlos Rodriguez, uh, our Director of Brand Planning and Consumer Insights, to discuss the findings of Generation Zexual, which is this program's inaugural white paper. Carlos, why don't you tell us more about it? Yeah, so the idea behind this presentation series is that we're bringing to the agency different topics that are either trending uh, in here in the United States, in the advertising world, or in the world in general, uh, about different topics. It, it can be about uh, different generations, Gen Z, it can be different behaviors, it can be about identification so in this case and 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 i think that the latest one that we did was about sexual diversity and and about sexual identifications specifically to a generation that is becoming the focus of advertising lately that it's generation c yeah so uh as a cisgendered heterosexual person what do you think was the most interesting thing that you learned or you uncovered about gen z and sexual diversity uh, doing this research so there were definitely a couple of things that really caught my attention. And to be honest, I, I thought that I knew a lot about it, but as I started to do research, I quickly understand, uh, understood that I didn't know much about the spectrum as the LGBT community calls it and how it has been identified lately because when you take a look about sexuality, you have to understand there are two sides of it. First is sexual identification uh, and then sexual orientation. And then when you talk about sexual identification, uh, it has gone from being perceived as something that is uh, just between two sides, male or female, to becoming a spectrum. And for me, it was amazing the amount 
of different ways to identify themselves that they are out there at this point. I mean, you have things like uh, gender queer, gender fluid, transsexual, transgender, bigender, cisgender, and that's just a few of them. There are way more, and I think that as you get uh, uh, into it, start reading into it, you get that there's a lot of and differences between all these different terms and the way that people identify themselves. And I think that this is a reality. And if we wanna be true to our audience, we have to understand the way that they view themselves and that they understand life. So that was the first thing that really caught my attention. The second thing and that I think is really important is how this is affecting language. And so, for example, there's a, there's a new way to identify themselves that was born out of this idea of being a spectrum and that is a neutral way to identify yourself so the way to it's a, it's it's a new term uh, not that new but it's new out there and it you can identify yourself no longer just as he or she but also as c or c uh, so i believe that this is something that may even change the way that language is approached in the future. So that's something that for me was uh, really interesting. And lastly, when you talk about sexual orientation, uh, that only 66% of GNCers consider th themselves heterosexual. It's something that really is surprising. It's a big jump from previous generations. So I thought that this was really interesting as well. For sure. So. When you gave this presentation to, to the rest of the agency a couple of weeks ago, there was definitely a lot of people that seemed just completely mind blown by this information and were admittedly pretty ignorant about it. So what advice would you give to somebody that, you know, is pretty ignorant about it but wants to keep an open mind to learn more? So I think that, and it's what the presentation series is about, mm -hmm. I, I, at the end it's about curiosity because we're pretty ignorant in most aspects of life so at the end you have to have the curiosity to go out there research and read a lot but the more you read the more you're gonna understand at the end if you have the mentality to be curious and open about uh, something like this you just have to go Google Google it and you're gonna find a lot of information about it so the, like the, the biggest advice that you can give anybody is just go and read a lot about it you're gonna understand uh, a lot of things that may seem pretty weird at this point, mm -hmm. but the more you read about it, the more you understand. Because one of the things that, that I quickly uh, understood is that when it comes to sexuality, uh, this idea of di di diversity is not new. It's not that it's uh, starting like in the last 20, 30 years. Like this comes back like in history, like if you go back to the Romans, they were pretty fluid about it. Like men wore skirts and dresses and they were sexually fluid. Like they will have sex with men and women. It was about pleasure. It wasn't about sexual identification. It was with religion and societal norms uh, in the recent, like latest 400, 5,000 uh, years that this became like a taboo topic and everything started to become about how do you fit into the gender norms that certain religions uh, bring to society. Uh, but this is something that is changing again. Uh, people are starting to uh, see beyond it. So uh, again, this is something that is not new. It's a natural process that 
it's part of human nature. So being part of human nature and being that we're in the advertising world and we're studying human behavior and because we want to at the end influence them, you have to understand this as a human condition that it's true to a lot of people out there. Yeah, and I think uh, you kind of you hit the nail on the head there with advertisers starting to understand the importance of sexual diversity, uh, uh, identification, as well as uh, orientation. And a lot of brands lately have been almost co-opting uh, this, this trend or trying to, to play a part in the uh, LGBTQ conversation, whether or not they should be there or not. Um, are there any brands that you're seeing that are you know, doing really well connecting with uh, this diverse group of, of individuals, or are there any that are doing a really horrible job? I'd love to hear your take on what brands are doing so far. So, I'm, I'm not gonna go out and destroy <laughs> brands <laughs> here, but I, I do believe that brands are becoming more aware of this reality and are starting mm -hmm. to approach. And I do believe that the LGBTQ plus community appreciates the efforts that some brands are doing. But what brands have to understand is that this is not a one month approach. So a lot of the brands uh, see this as, oh, in June it's uh, LGBT community or Pride Month, so I have to change my logo to, <laughs> to the Pride flag. And Again, the community appreciate it, but if you really are committed to something like this, uh, to accepting a community like this and to push it forward, you have to do this in more than just one month. It has to become part of who you are as a brand. It has to become part of your vision. It has to become part of your key message. So brands that go beyond this month and bring this message on a more real way, our brands are doing it a little bit more. Some brands that I believe are doing this in a better way are Procter & Gamble with all their brands, uh, Levi's, uh, Target too. So again, brands are going uh, a step beyond just discussing this topic on one month. Sure, um, you know, and on that note, you know, as you know, that's how we could do this now, but you know, when we talk about Gen Z and the future generation, uh, do you have any advice for brands that would want to tap into the way that Gen Z specifically views the, the sexual identification spectrum? So the, the one thing that I will tell brands beyond just approaching this on a one month mentality, mm -hmm. it will be to understand how Gen Z sees this topic. So a little bit, and I have to go back to really explain what's the mindset of, of Gen Zers. So for this, we have to understand most of them grew up post 9-11. Most of them grew up on a, a school uh, environment where school shootings happen uh, a lot and there was this fear constantly. So one thing that defined this, this generation, it's uh, this idea that life is something that is precious and that Therefore, you have to have the freedom to express it in, a, in your own way. So a little bit of what has been said about this generation and the model that it has, is this mentality or this model of you do you. What they appreciate the most is the freedom to being able to express yourself uh, without any consequences. And this includes sexuality, uh, 
from my identification standpoint and our orientation standpoint. When you understand this, you understand that what they're looking for is this freedom to express themselves and you attach that idea to your brand and to sexuality, I believe that some good ideas can come from that. So that's what I will say to some brands, like understand where Gen Z is coming from, their mindset, and then apply to how they see sexuality. At the end, your brand doesn't have to become just about or an advocate to the LGBT community plus, but you might have some values that correlate to, to this community and bring it to life. It's a way that, that you support them as, at the same time. Yeah, I definitely, I was most interested in how that can be impactful for American brands. You talked a lot about how one of the things that shaped Gen Z would be things like 9-11, school shootings, things that Americans uh, we've we've dealt with for the last several decades. I'm curious if this trend impacts uh, Gen Zers in other country in other countries as well as brands uh, brands there as well. So and I have to go back to some like, a little bit of what I discussed uh, a few minutes ago that at the end this is something that it's part of human nature. So yes, Gen Zs here the United States have certain aspects that are unique to this culture, but sexual diversity, sexual orientation, it's something that is part of human nature. And I believe that it doesn't correlate as much to culture or to ethnic groups as to governments and the freedom of speech. So again, on countries where freedom of speech is something that it's granted, you're gonna see that this expression is becoming a norm but on countries where freedom of speech is something that might be punished by death. If you say something like this, of course, you're not gonna see the proliferation of something like this, but sexual identification, the spectrum, the diversity, is something that happens worldwide in every culture because at the end it's part of human nature. Um, and you know, we're just really curious here is, you know, as we have this inevitable clash between the younger and the, the older generations, um, and the older generations will tend to dismiss this kind of this kind of thing as just it's just a phase, mm -hmm. you know. So, do you think that this you know quote unquote trend is is just a phase, and that they're gonna um, settle into more traditional heteronormative sexual uh, you know identifications, or is this here to stay in the long term? We do believe that this is something that even you can even though you can see some trends on previous generations that they stick more to the norm as they grew, grow older. Uh, the data suggests that this generation is fairly more open, so this is something that may have more impact in this generation and it stays more with this generation and even grows larger with uh, new generations to come. So we don't believe that this is a phase, we believe that this is something that is shaping the future of not only the United States for the but the world. And again, as advertising, we have to take notice of this because you have to build your brand for the future, not only for the now. Uh, and we believe that this is something that's gonna stay. It's not something that is just a phase. So going back really quickly to things that uh, brands are currently doing or maybe should be doing to better connect with uh, this diverse LGBTQ plus community of people who either sexually identify or uh, identify as their gender, something that is not, quote, you know, stereotypical or uh, the, the current cultural norm. What can brands do uh, to at least begin to connect with those communities not in an authentic way? 
Yeah, it's an interesting question because advertising, it's a word that can be pretty vast in something mm -hmm. that you might do. I, it goes from a social post to a TV commercial that it's seen worldwide. But I think that it's about taking little steps uh, and something as simple as when when you, let's say you start a loyalty program and uh, on that loyalty program, you ask for the information for that individual. When you're asking for the information for, for, for that individual, you ask their name, their date of birth, and then sometimes you ask the gender. Something as simple because if you go to that tab and the first thing that you see is that it's male, female, and that's it, this generation believe that this is something that is unacceptable. 70% uh, of them, a little bit over 70% of them believe that there should be more than just two options. So um, we're not saying that you have to put the whole spectrum there. You don't have to put non-conforming, gender queer. I mean, you're gonna have a list that it's almost like it's gonna go through the web to, to the whole page. But just putting that option of other, it's just enough. Uh, also thinking about research. When you do research, that this is something that it's key because demographics is some of the first questions that you ask when you're doing research. And if in those just first steps, you're already alienating this audience, they're not gonna reply to that survey in an honest and real way because they're already feeling that they're being excluded. So if you don't do this from the beginning, then your whole data might be compromised. So again, doing these little things can have uh, a good impact. Uh, changing your logo to the pride flag, it's good on that month, but what else can you bring to the table outside of that month? It's something that, that they're gonna appreciate and we're just talking and we just discussed this idea of language, uh, this idea of uh, appreciating that there's a new way to identify themselves. It's something that on the copy from a social post can be addressed. Like be open and take the little steps uh, into welcoming this audience is something that is always gonna be appreciated by them. And not only by those that are non-conforming with the social norm uh, of male and female, but those that do conform to a norm also are looking out for those that don't. So it is gonna be something that is appreciated by the generations and not just by those that are within the community because this generation believe that they should be respected uh, as human beings that they are. That's really interesting there. Um, allyship is, is so important even for those who may not might not identify uh, outside of something from a traditional uh, gender or a traditional sexual orientation, uh, that they're so supportive of one another. That is that is awesome to hear. There is hope for the future generation. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, and it is kind of, you know, you are seeing that in some extent with some brands where they actually are going beyond just like, you know, your traditional pride initiatives. Like, for example, you know, Nike dropped Manny Pacquiao for a sponsorship because he made homophobic comments. And that was a show of solidarity for, uh, you know, for an audience that, that they actually value in, in terms of, and in this case, it is the LGBTQ audience. So, of course, I think we're going to end up seeing more and more of that where, it's going to be less of a, uh, like, you know, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm in rainbow colors and more of, like, more subtle and, and more meaningful uh, maneuvers that 
you know, that show that they actually do care. Yeah, and uh, and I spoke earlier about a brand like Target. So Target, not only from, uh, and I said it at the beginning, it doesn't have to be about advertising. It should be about what your brand believes in and that, for example, for Target, is expressed in the way that they build their stores. So the way that they divide boys and girls clothing and then sections are kind of like in the middle, in the spectrum where like anybody that identifies not as boy and girl can go and feel free to pick whatever they feel like. It's something that is important. They did a huge take on restrooms within the stores and, and, and not having just uh, male and female restrooms. Uh, but I mean, it became a, a hot topic, but it, it, it speaks to who they are as a brand and to what they believe in. Thank you, Carlos, for sharing so many interesting facts and tidbits about Gen Z, Generation Zexual, and their thoughts on diversity, inclusion, and how it's pushing brands to do more. This was uh, a really interesting conversation, and we're so glad you were able to, to join us. Uh, Ovidio, thank you for joining us as well. Glad to be here. Uh, everyone else listening on the podcast, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got lots of great shows uh, in the works right now, including some conversations about Can Lions. Uh, we also have a conversation coming soon from Mark Patrick, who is the Senior Director of Global Brand Communications at Nike. We actually went to Portland to interview him there, so that's going to be a really cool show coming in your feed soon. Uh, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to share them with friends, too. We absolutely would love to get uh, more listeners and, and hear more about what you guys think of the show. You can follow Richard's Lerma across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can tell us there what you thought about today's episode and tell us if you have any ideas for episodes coming soon. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in the near future.